so happy you're back. I'm happy to be back. I'm it's happy wonderful. To be. It is. It's God's blessing. Yes, it is. How Thank have you. you been? Fine. Just had a little bit of a scare with cancer, but we're just going to keep checking it. That's so right. it'll be fine. That's right. That's right. God's in charge. Yes. Amen. Yep. Anything you want to talk about beforehand? Or no, anything how about on your you? Mind? No. Like, well, oops. Like we've been talking about for the last hour, the Lord has just been throwing technical curveballs these last couple days. Yes. And I'm not going to get into it here, but laptop issues, microphone issues. It's like, okay, all right, we're going to work it out. So hopefully this is going to come in okay, and we're just recording in the office today. Absolutely. We could talk about the heat where we live, but that's all right. I think the whole United States is is like... It's hot. Hot. Can I ask why people run to uh, what Death Valley? Oh, that's that's their business. I I think we've talked about it before, but you have to like live in Death Valley and grow up in Death Valley to understand that heat. That's a <laughs> different type of heat. I mean, honestly, that's not somewhere I'd pick. That's not a vacation destination. No, you're like ah, ocean. No, Death Valley. Yeah, it's at the heat. It's 117. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I seen a little thing yesterday, 125. No. Yeah, and people go there to take a picture of right next to the, the temperature gauge. Why? They they didn't sound like they were from this area. <laughs> Earth? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that's what you like, well, let God bless you because I it's not for me. If you grow up in this heat, you want to get away from it. Yeah. You dream of saying, maybe I want to live in the snow, but then, oh, I'll have to shovel snow. We have no idea what that is. No. No. We'll just, we'll be all right. We like the idea of it. Yeah. But oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. You can just be inside. No, well, if you can't see outside because there's snow. Yeah, we have a fantasy. It's a snow fantasy. It is. It is. No kidding. Oh, goodness. We had, so where we live, it's a dry heat. Yeah. And there was some humidity the other day. I yeah. thought I was going to die. I know. I don't know how humid areas do it. I really don't either. Have you been to Florida? No. You walk out, you're wet. <sighs> well, Everybody makes it there. Though. No, they do. You know, you're used to it there. Yeah. You grew up in that. There you go. Yeah. You know, what ifs. Do you want to get started, friend? Sure. Okay, we're going right. to start in prayer. Okay. Lord, I know you are with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me to focus on my books and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I'm studying and help me to remember it when the time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study and for the many gifts and talents that you have given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So if this recording is a nightmare, I apologize. It's my fault. It's okay. All right. So we are going to be talking about a variety of psalms today, starting, well, we're going to be talking about psalms 42 through 49, 84 and 85, 87, then we jump to 1 and 2, 
10, 33, 66, 67, 71, 91 through 100, 102, and 104. Now let's recap um, what Chris and I talked about last time. It's the the differences between him and you recording are so fun. Really? Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, it's, good. It, it's a neat dynamic. Yeah. But we talked about the 13th king of Judah, Hezekiah. He reopened the doors of the temple and called upon the priests and Levites to remove all of the defiled items, and um, they tended to repairs. And then King Hezekiah sent messengers to all of Israel and Judah, inviting everyone to come back to the Lord in the temple. Some did. A lot of them made fun of the messengers. Yeah. But some came back. Let's read the paragraph before scripture in our Bible on page, well, for us, page 848. And it's Psalms collected in Hezekiah's era. This is a loose collection of 57 Psalms, Psalms 42 through 49, along with 84, 85, and 87 are attributed to the descendants of Korah, who served in the temple. The other Psalms in this section are all anonymous, meaning that the Hebrew subtitles don't give any indication of who wrote the Psalm. We collected all of them together here because it is as likely a place as any for them to appear. This doesn't mean they are a group that was meant to be read together or that they were necessarily written at this time. However, it is likely that during Hezekiah's reign, many songs were either composed or rediscovered as part of his revival. Good information, isn't it? Yeah, just so we all understand where where these fall into the Bible. Yes. Moving to Psalm 42, and the theme is a thirst for God. When you feel lonely or depressed, meditate on God's kindness and love. And was there anything in Psalm 42 you wanted to talk about? Um, On Psalm 42, verses 1 through 2, As the life of a deer depends upon water, so our lives depend on God. Those who seek Him and long to understand Him find eternal life. Feeling separated from God, the psalmist wouldn't rest until he restored his relationship with God because he knew that his very life depended on it. That was a good good verse for me. That just, you know, we have to have everything dependent on him. That's all I had for 42. That's all you had? Okay. Yeah. Um, I had 42, 5 through 6, 5 and 6. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan from the land of Mount Mizar. And then the note for that said, Depression is one of the most common emotional ailments. One antidote for depression is to... Meditate. Thank you, because that whole part's just cut off in my in my notes. Okay. On the record of God's goodness to his people, this will take your mind off the present situation as you focus your thoughts on God's ability to help you rather than on your inability to help yourself. When you feel depressed, take advantage of this psalm's antidepressant. Read the Bible's accounts of God's goodness and meditate on them. Very good. Yes. Okay, so moving on to... Oh, I'm sorry, did you have anything else? No, I didn't. Okay, so moving on to Psalm 43. The theme is hope in a time of discouragement. In the face of discouragement, our only hope is in God. 
Mm-hmm. Anything. Um, 43.3, it said, send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain to be placed where you live. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. And the note was, the holy mountain is Mount Zion in Jerusalem, the city of David named as Israel's capital. The temple was built there as the place for the people to meet God in worship and prayer. I like that one. Beautiful. Yes. And another note for that, those verses says, the psalm writer asked God to send his light and truth to guide him to the holy mountain, the temple where he would meet God. God's truth provides the right path to follow, and God's light provides the clear vision to follow it. If you feel surrounded by darkness and uncertainty, follow God's light and truth. He will guide you. Mm-hmm. I love how it broke it down. I do too. I really do. Yes. Psalm 44. The theme is a plea for victory by the battle weary and defeated. When it seems that God has let you down, don't despair. Instead, remember God's past deliverance and be confident that he will restore you. I have... 44, I'm sorry, I'm going to turn the page, no, 9 through 22, mm-hmm. and it said, Israel had been defeated despite their faith and disobedience. The psalm writer could not understand why God allowed this to happen, but he did not give up hope of discovering the answer. Although he left his suffering, although he felt his suffering was undeserved, he revealed the real reason for it. He suffered because he was committed. He he was committed to the Lord. Paul quoted the psalm writer's complaint to show that we must always be ready to face death for the cause of Christ. Thus, our suffering may not be a punishment, but a battle scar that demonstrates our loyalty. Oh, that's all I had for forty-four. Okay. Moving on to Psalm 46, the theme, God is always there to help, providing refuge, security, and peace. God's power is complete and his ultimate victory is certain. He will not fail to rescue those who love him. What do you think, Fred? I have, um, this is one through three. The fear of mountains or cities suddenly crumbling into the sea as the result of an earthquake, a nuclear blast, or a terrorist attack haunts many people today but the psalm writer says that even if the world were to end we need to not fear in the face of utter destruction the writer expressed a quiet confidence in god's ability to save him it seems impossible to consider the end of the world without becoming consumed by fear but the bible is clear god is our refuge even in the midst of total destruction he is not merely a temporary retreat he is our internal refuge and can provide strength in any circumstance. Now, when I think about the world ending, I don't have fear. But I think that takes a very long, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But when I was young, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're just in, you get in a different place as you get older. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel? Yes, absolutely. Like when they, when he always says, focus your eyes on above like meaning focus your eyes on not this world or next and i don't know i think yet when you're young i'm sure some young people do not fear it but however i did i would have to believe that there are very few that are able to look past that fear yeah yeah Yeah, i i agree 
and and your mindset does change as you get older mm-hmm. and the more you mature spiritually religiously it it changes it does that's just words of hope yes yeah and that's something you know what we just talked about that huh yeah. even when in the bible when god says well no this is going to happen and this is going to happen there's always hope somewhere mm-hmm. in there there's always hope yeah uh i just saw that movie the sound of freedom oh yeah and that's one thing in one part of it i'm like where is the hope for this child i mean where is the hope but we know that god reveals himself to everyone mm-hmm. even in jungles and so uh i had pulled kind of the 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 verse that everyone has heard of psalm forty six ten. be still and know that i am god yes i will be honored by every nation i will be honored throughout the world and then the note for that said war and destruction are inevitable but so is god's final victory at that time all will stand quietly before the all-powerful lord how proper then for us to be still now reverently honoring him and his power and majesty take time each day to be still and to honor god Mm. psalm 47 the theme is god is still king of the world all nations of the earth will eventually recognize his lordship i have um 47 9 it says oh god we meditate on your unfailing love as we worship in your temple the note is abraham was the father of the israelite nation the one true god was sometimes called the god of abraham it in a spiritual sense god's promises to abraham apply to all who believe in god jew or gentile thus the god of abraham is our god too I didn't have anything for there. Did you have anything else for 47? No. Psalm 48, the theme, God's presence, is our joy, security, and salvation. God is praised as the defender of Jerusalem, the holy city of the Jews. He is also our defender and guide forever. Yes. That's 48, right? Yes. Did I say something different? No, I did the wrong one. I read the wrong one. For that note oh okay but that's okay yeah. i just keep going yeah so 48 i loved beyond belief mm-hmm. and forty-eight fourteen says for that is what god is like he is our forever and ever and he will guide us until we die the note is um we often pray for god's guidance as we struggle with decisions What we need is both a map that gives us directions and a constant companion who has an intimate knowledge of the way and will make sure we interpret the map correctly. The Bible is such a map, and the Holy Spirit is our constant companion and guide. As you make your way through life, use both the map and your guide. I highlighted that note. I just, that's all in one there packed up it really is yeah it's notes like that i just love yeah because you know that's what it is it is a map that gives us directions and you could and what's great is you could read something two weeks later you could read it again and get something a little bit different out of it Mm -hmm. for sure uh anything else for psalm 48 i don't okay psalm 49 The theme, trusting in worldly possessions, is futile. 
You cannot take possessions with you when you die, and they cannot buy forgiveness from sin. Would you mind reading verses 10 through 15, please? No, not at all. Those who are wise must finally die, just like the foolish and senseless, leaving all their wealth behind. The grave is their eternal home, where they will stay forever. They may name their estates after themselves, but their fame will not last. They will die just like animals. This is the fate of fools, though they are remembered as being wise. Like the sheep, they are led to the grave where death will be their shepherd. In the morning, the godly will rule over them. Their bodies will rot in the grave, far from their grand estates. But as for me, God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. Lovely. It's beautiful. It is. It is. And I have a note for that. Sure. The rich and poor have one similarity. When they die, they all they leave all they own here on earth. At the moment of death, and all of us will face that moment, both rich and poor are naked and empty-handed before God. The only riches we have at that time are those who have already invested in our internal heritage. At the time of death, each of us will wish we had invested less on earth, where we must leave it, and more in heaven, where, where we will retain it forever. To have the treasure in heaven, we must place our faith in God, pledge ourselves to obey Him, and utilize our resources for the good of His kingdom. This is a good time to check upon, upon your investments and see where you have invested the most. Then do whatever it takes to place your investing where they really count. Would you mind sharing um, what you told me about um, the people who go to hell in their bodies? Oh, that was fascinating. Yeah. Um, my daughter shared this with me. Um, she was at college group and they were stating that people who go to hell, God is so gracious that he gives them a new body mm -hmm. a pure you know a fixed body just like us in heaven he mm -hmm. gives us a new the new body so they so they can endure hell mm. otherwise they couldn't and you know i work at a funeral home as we know and reading this i can tell you because i see it everybody comes in the same way and talk about a reality check mm -hmm. and you know those who are God-fearing people the difference even in their families oh really you can tell because the people know where that person will be one day mm -hmm. they're going to be in eternal life with Christ and those who don't they're lost mm -hmm. they're they're wailing and and not that they, they, I'm not saying nothing negative about them. I'm just saying that the difference is so notable. Mm -hmm. You know, it yeah. just, you don't realize that if you're not in it all the time. And I don't look at it as a sad place because, well, for some it is, but you know. Yeah. So. But isn't that, that really is like, that hits you different because you're there. The bodies yeah. are there and it's not like they come in marked well, this person uh, had, had a money. Ferrari, and not that there's anything wrong with having I a know. Ferrari. I'm not saying that, but you know the point I'm making. Yeah, is you know, well, this person, well, this person didn't have anything. They don't come in like that. No, 
they're all dead. Dead's dead. Dead is dead. And you're either going to be dead forever mm-hmm. in hell, you know, or you're going to live with Christ. Which you told me, it wasn't even something that was was on my radar. Like, I, I that know. isn't something that even came across in my head. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know. It's amazing yeah. what you learn even from your children. Yes. Yeah, I know. Anything else for Psalm 49? No, that's what I have. That was powerful for me. Yes. Psalm 84, the theme, God's living presence is our greatest joy. His radiant presence helps us grow in strength, grace, and glory. Okay, so I have five through seven. I'll read it. Yeah. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. We have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. And it says the pilgrimage of the temple, pilgrimage to the temple, passed through the barren valley of weeping. No specific valley has been identified. The weeping may have been a symbolic reference to the times of struggles and tears through which people must pass on their way to meet God. Growing strong in God's presence is often preceded by a journey through the barren places in our lives. The person who loves to spend time with God will see adversity as an opportunity to experience God's faithfulness even more deeply. If you are walking through your own valley of weeping today, be sure your pilgrimage leads toward God, not away from Him. That is so good. Have we all not been there? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, I had 11 and 12. You didn't read 11 and 12, did you? No. Okay, 11 and 12. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. And then there was a note for that. God does not promise to give us everything we think is good, but he will not withhold what is permanently good. He will give us the means to walk along his paths, but we must do the walking. When we obey him, he will not hold anything back that will help us serve him. You know what's so great, I mean, about anything in the Bible, but especially Psalms, is you could spend so much time just, and there will be verses that hit you just a different way. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's so amazing. It's so, I think they have... Let your feelings be felt or your feelings be, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you can... Like justify? Yeah. And recognize like they're like, yeah, these are feelings we have and this is what it can be doing for you and you know. Yeah. That we all know someone who every time or if they have a crisis or something, they just think that there's no God or it's no good. Why would he... But he's doing it for our good. He is. And for people that maybe aren't in the Bible a lot, it's very rough for those folks. Yes, it is. It's very rough. Yeah, I agree. Psalm 85, the theme from reverence to restoration. Reverence leads to forgiveness, restoring our love and joy for God. Anything for there? I um, found Psalm 85, 9 through 13 spoke to me. And it says, as the psalmist cries out for God's intervention, 
He can almost see, taste, and hear God's response. This describes what God can do for those who welcome his herald, righteousness. The psalm illustrates a principle, a principle. The greater the presence of righteousness, which means obedience to God, the clearer the examples of God's blessing. It works equally in the life of a nation or an individual. The more we first seek God's righteousness and his kingdom, as Jesus pointed out, the more we will see everything else taken care of by God. It falls into place. It does. Easier. And the next one isn't so, you're more trusting and it's a lesson. It's a, it's a journey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you have anything? For 85. Yes. No, you read it. I sure did. You sure did because it's, it's awesome. And the one I highlighted, the part in the note was the more we first seek God's righteousness and his kingdom, as Jesus pointed out, the more we will see everything else taken care of by God. That was the the one part in the note where I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to let go of those things. Mm-hmm. For example, mine is I fear that I won't have enough to make it financially. Yet God has shown me I raised five children with one income. or Not me, my husband and I. I'm sorry. But we made it. You add extra pasta to the meat and this and that. You just... And my kids, like now that two are having them... They're like, we want our wives to stay home. We want that. Like, I wouldn't give that up. Yeah. Like, even just going to, I, I don't know, when it's raining to puddles and looking for worms. I, it doesn't have to cost. No, it, it's, it, they're very simple things. Yes. But they mean the world. It's our time. Mm-hmm. You're giving your time to your child, and God will make sure... You're not going to get everything you want, as is you don't need everything you want. Mm -hmm. But you will get what to be taken care of. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your your wants, Mm -hmm. your needs will be taken care of, but everything you want, you won't. And you know what? It turns out you probably, you didn't need that anyway in the end. Like what things that you want. And and your kids may not have three pair of shoes or ten. They wear one pair of shoes at a time. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. And um, I hear them talk now when we have family dinners and it's like their good times were times like that. Or getting, um, we didn't even have a pool at the time until my oldest, I think he was almost graduated. But like making pools, they were mud pools. <laughs> I mean, but the fun those kids had. Yeah. That's what's important. It's not how much fashionable clothes they have or who cares yeah sorry you have to get loud no no i it's a you're right and i'm trying to learn that lesson again now Mm. of finance you know sometimes those those trials or those that evilness comes back is it do you find it's easier like you're still you still struggle with it but is it easier okay and i have a wonderful husband that is like God will take care of everything. I don't know how he can be so stout about it. But he is. He's like, oh, no, man. He has no question. And I, God, please let me be that way. I am that way about some things. Mm-hmm. But this is where I struggle at. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some other people struggle that way. But the more I let go, the more he just shows me. And I, I've got to listen. And 
it is a reasonable human thing to worry about money. Yeah. It is. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, are we going to be able to pay a bill yes. this month? That's yeah. a normal human emotion. Yeah. So it's difficult to kind of let that go and be like, okay, God, I know you have this. Yeah. It's going to be taken care of. Yeah. And now I look at it, even though I still have two at home, one's going to go away to college, but now instead of me looking at it as, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay this bill? I start to look at my life and think, what am I living out of my means with? Mm. What, what really am I, what is really, I really don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can cut back here, I can cut back there because I still have this, the, what is he, Robin? Is he a sophomore? Junior, senior, freshman, so he's a sophomore. Oh, yours. Yes, yeah. sophomore. One still at home that needs that direction and me not working so till five o'clock every day, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just realize that there's things I can change to make this different. Yeah. So, there it is. I'm really preaching to myself. No, but you know what? I think that's great. Yeah. It's great that you're able to talk it out and talk it through yeah. and understand it. Yeah. You just, um, I'm thankful for how I was able to stay home. I wouldn't trade that for, and I've never been one that wants an, a fancy home or car. Or it, the, yeah. You know, so you either. No. Not that we live in junk. We're very blessed in what we live in. Amen. But we don't need any fancy schmancies. No, there's there's no time where I'm like, boy, you know, I'm really missing out on life. I, I'd like to go uh, shopping at Nordstrom's every day. Yeah, no. It's just, it's priorities change. Things mm -hmm. change. And you have to see what's important. And for me, it was, it was always the boys. Cause yeah. I have two boys. That was the priority. You're you right. Know, making yeah. sure they were taken care of. Mm-hmm everything else and it's not like um it, it was a sacrifice for me like oh no. darn it yeah i, I no. can't do x y and z now yeah it was no. never that it was a joy it was a season yeah and you know now the one is grown and the other one's a senior and it's like they don't need as much attention anymore but they kind of do they do it's a different type of attention yes it is it's knowing my mom's there mm -hmm. and she always has been like you gave of your time. You gave you. Yeah. That's what we all should do. And having that safe home base, you know, so your kids know no matter where the home is, it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. As long as they know, okay, mom is here, dad is here, whoever, whoever it is, I'm safe here. Yeah. And that costs no money. No. That doesn't cost one penny. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And we have wonderful children. Really. We do. We do. I mean, would you... Uh, no, I... I, I could cry about those seven. They're just bless. Yeah. Blessings to us. They are. They are. Yeah. I love those kids. Oh, I'm telling you. And me they too. make us laugh. I mean, they, Oh, yeah. All emotions, but darn it, they make me laugh. I know. Okay. Uh, Psalm 87. Is that where we're at? Yes. The theme, the city of God, where all believers will one day gather. And, okay, so I'm going to read, two, well, a note and then some verses. Okay. 
The note started, Jerusalem, the holy mountain Zion, and its temple here represent the future community of all believers. This psalm looks ahead to the holy city of God described in Revelation 21, 10-27. Now, I was like, you know what? I've never read Revelation. Yeah. So I went back, or I went forward, and I typed it out. So this is what Revelation says there. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a precious, very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as a crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper. Now I had to look up jasper because I didn't know what that was. It is the finest form of diamond. Okay. And the city of pure gold is pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's awestruck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's what the holy city of God is going to look like. Wow. And then content, finishing up the note, the, the note we started with, the honor of living there will be granted to all whose names are recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. It is God's grace that forms and sustains this wonderful community. How could anyone refuse God's offer to be part of this celebration? And that's after he comes again. Yes. You know, and I think that, now this is just how I've been taught, so... Mm -hmm. But when we pass away, we're in God's presence, but we're not in what we think heaven. That's the new Jerusalem, the new earth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But we are in his presence. But when he comes again, we will all be in that new earth. So we're in his presence when we die. 
But then when Jesus comes back, that's when the new earth comes down. Yes. Okay. New Jerusalem, I think they call it. Or Yes. Yeah. Um, and my son has told me there we will own land, we will eat, we will... I had no idea about that. I didn't either. There's a book that he's written, wrote, uh, read. <laughs> the boys wrote a book, no, <laughs> that he read. And I'm going to have to get the name of it. But he's done a study on it with someone at church. And I just, I don't know. That's what we have to focus on, just what you read. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking the whole time is, Lord, let it be the perfect temperature, as it will be. <laughs> but... <laughs> And I know he will have it be the perfect temperature, but... Oh. For everybody. For everyone. Everybody will be the perfect temperature. Yeah, maybe we want to visit, have some snow today. Maybe he's going to give us some snow today. <laughs> but we'll be the perfect temperature still. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh. Now, friend, was there anything else No, that's Psalm 87? That's the only... Yeah, no. All right, Psalm 1. The theme, life's two roads. The life of the faithful person is contrasted with the life of the faithless person. Yes, I have a couple. I have Psalm 1, 2 says, But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And my note says, You can learn how to follow God by meditating on his word. This means spending time reading and thinking about what you have read. It means asking yourself how you could should change so you will live as God wants Knowing and thinking about God's word are the first steps toward applying it to your everyday life. If you want to follow God more closely, you must know what he says. And to me, by knowing what he says, I have to have a study Bible. I can't just read a verse and think, oh, I'm going to pull this, that, this. That's Maybe some people can do that. I can't. Yeah. I think it's also important when you read, keep everything in context. Um, maybe not just find a verse here and then find a verse way over here and not understand the context it was used right. in. Right. Because that will give you a better understanding. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I'm going to be honest, it probably took me, like it takes me a lot of times to read a verse to finally get it. Oh, yeah. You agree? Yes, yes. And finally you're like, oh, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So don't be hard on yourself. You're you're trying. That's what, you know. Yeah. And from everything we've read, that God wants your honesty and he wants you to be earnest. He's not saying read you when you read the Bible, you have to remember everything you've read and you must quote scripture. Yeah. Doesn't say that. In fact, it says for those who quote can quote the whole Bible, you better be careful oh, because the yeah. devil's word is so close to what so I mean, we're only human we but anyway i i really like that i did and then i had one four which says but not the wicked they are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind remember chaff i do oh. see see we remember <laughs> but see isn't that how it works we're always like Chap. Oh, oh, when it comes to the Bible, I think one of the things I've said the most is, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So the note was, chaff is the outer shell or husk that must be removed to get the valuable kernels of grain inside. Chaff was removed by a two-part process called threshing and winnowing. 
After the plants were cut, they were crushed to, to open up the kernels, which is threshing, and then the pieces were thrown into the air, winnowing, which that meant winnowing. Chaff is a very light, light and is carried away by even the slightest wind, while the good grain falls back to the earth. Chaff is a symbol of a faithless life that drifts doing along without direction. Good grain is a symbol of a faithful life that can be used by God, but unlike grain, we can choose the direction we will take. He did give us free will. Yes. Yeah, so there it is. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Did you have any? I didn't. Mm -hmm. I had what you had. So, okay. Yeah. Psalm 2, the theme, God's ultimate rule, a psalm written to celebrate the coronation of an Israelite king, but also written for the coronation of Christ, the eternal king. Anything there, friend? Uh, 2, 3, where it said, let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from, let us break our chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. The note was, people often think they will be free if they can get away from God. Yet, inevitably, everyone serves somebody or something. Whether a human king, an organization, and even one's own selfish desires. Just as a fish is not free when it leaves the water, and the tree is not free when, it's le when it leaves the soil, we are not free when we leave the Lord. We can find that one sure, we can find that one sure route to freedom by wholeheartedly serving God the Creator. God can set you free to be the person he created you to be. Very good. When I read that, I thought, I think people think, well, I, I'm going to do what I want to do here. Mm -hmm. What do I want to be in life? This and that. But really, he created us to do his job, mm -hmm. his will. Oh, no, I had a note for there. Okay. Several Psalms are called messianic because of their prophetic descriptions of Jesus, the Messiah or Christ his life, death, resurrection, and future reign. This psalm is often mentioned in the New Testament. Okay. I had heard of that before, a messianic psalm. Yeah. But that's what it means. Okay. Psalm 10, theme, why do the wicked succeed? Although God may seem to be hidden at times, we can be assured that he is aware of every injustice. Okay. Anything? I had 10, 11. The wicked think God isn't watching us. He has closed his eyes and won't even see what we do. And I said, this is an in, the note says, this is an incompatibility between blind arrogance and the presence of God in our hearts. Proud people depend on themselves rather than God. This causes God guiding, God's guiding influences to lead their lives. When God's presence is welcome, there is no room for pride because he makes us aware of our, of our true selves pride is not a good thing it's not not at all no and god will slowly weed it out yeah. like you'll go through a learning process yes and he'll weed it out as long as you're open and yeah he'll do it yes he will psalm 33 because god is creator lord savior and deliverer he is worthy of our trust and praise because he is faithful and his word is dependable we can rejoice and sing giving thanks and praise i had note psalm 33 6 through 9 this is a poetic summary of the first chapter of genesis 
God is not just the coordinator of natural forces. He is the Lord of creation, the almighty God, because he is all powerful. We should revere him in all we do. Um, I had a couple verses. Psalm 33, 13 through 15. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts so he understands everything they do. I just can't imagine, I really can't, God looking down <clears throat> on everything, and on all of us, and seeing everything we do. Yeah. You can't hide from him. No. Again, we will never be perfect. We're going to sin, yes, but repentance is so important mm -hmm. in what I believe. Now, you know. No, that's what he wants. He wants you to repent and, and just, yeah. And be sincere about yes. it. Yes. Don't just go through emotion. You know, you have to be true in your heart about yes. it. Yes. That was so good. Thank you for reading that. That was great. Oh, anything else for 33? No. Psalm 66, God answers prayer individually and as a body of believers, we should praise and worship God. I have 618. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. And my note is, our confession of sin must be continual because we continue to do wrong. But true confession requires us to listen to God and to want to stop doing what is wrong. David confessed his sin and prayed, Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. When we refuse to repent or when we harbor and cherish certain sins, we place a wall between us and God. We may not be able to remember every sin we have ever committed, but our attitude should be one of confession and obedience. Psalm 67, the theme joy comes from spreading the news about God around the world. I had one note. It says Psalm 67, 7. Every verse in this psalm mentions God's relationship with the entire globe. The intended audience of this message spans the world. God repeatedly spoke and through his people spoke to and through his people about his love for all nations. Read this psalm with the realization that it is written for for and about you and for those around you, whether familiar faces or strangers. That's what I had too. We have a pastor that's from Romania. And a girl that went to a, a family that went to our church, the daughter went on a mission to Romania and they met. Oh, and so now he's the right under the head pastor. And I think he came from across the country and has literally changed our church for the good. Wow. Not that our church was bad, yeah, but he's brought in so much learning and. You know, um, I'm going to say he's in his 30s now, but he probably started at maybe 20s, like, but he wasn't, you know, in the position he is now. But they got married and they had these children and the devotion he has to church and people have asked his wife before, how do you do? And she goes, because I love the Lord and his people also. Wow. So when he's not there, I know he's shepherd, you know, mm -hmm. Um 
if you call him, he always answers his phone. And it doesn't, I just think his whole life, you know, and it just. That's a dedication. It is. And like now we have a lot of Romanian people. We have the service done in Romanian that they can go and listen. And like, you just think how God like dropped him and the waves, the ripples that the of the goodness yes and for romanian people like what they've been going through and like i don't know it just is amazing to me that here we complain we're in this little bitty spot and i've never been really any you know but you're right i mean i think a lot of us walk with blinders on yeah you know just very okay this is what i have to do and this is my little piece of the world and sometimes that's not bad because you want to make your little piece of the world a better place yeah but there's a huge world out there with so many things going on. Yeah. And you know, if you start some kind of mission that you think you're calling and it, and you think I'm one person that is going to do this, well, guess what? In God's eyes, you're doing something. And, and in this world, you're doing something. Yes. You don't know what that... You might have just been the messenger or the, the little drop. Mm-hmm. And then as things go on, there's going to be the ripples. But you did this. That was your job. Yeah. So And I, you may not see right. anything, any of the results. You may yeah. never see. You may never see. My, my um, father's family came from Russia. They were Germans from Russia. Catherine the Great married one of the princes in Russia, and that's how the people went. When they came here... Her sister, she had a lot of brothers and sisters. Her si- only si- one sister, though, she couldn't come mm-hmm. because she had cataracts, oh. and they wouldn't let her on the boat. And she died over there. And I often think my my grandmother and my father, and I've told my children, there's been a not only Christ's life sacrificed, it, sacrificed, but for us to be where we are in Fresno, the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, your family too. Everybody's. Well, yeah. I mean, all of our great, great, greats came from somewhere. Yeah. And you think, do we really know the sacrifices? I don't think so. Oh, no. And the sorrow. I can't imagine. I mean, you could go through almost any um, nationality. You know, say it. German, Russian, Irish. It doesn't matter. Yeah, anything. Yeah. I mean, the um, Japanese. Oh, even here. Put in camps That's that right, were here. Because there were a couple camps here in yeah. town. And you think, my gosh. So all the things that they went through, and it's like, now we're here. And it's like, do we really have a lot to complain no. about? And are we going to waste this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Psalm 67. Mm-hmm. Psalm 71, the theme, God's constant help from childhood to old age. Our lives are a testimony of what God has done for us. I have, um, as we face the sunset years, we recognize that God has been our constant help in the past. As physical powers wane, we need God even more, and we realize He is still our constant help. We must never despair, but keep on expecting His help, no matter how severe our limitations. Hope in Him helps us to keep going, to keep serving Him. The term sunset years. Yeah. Mm. Golden years. Yeah. Mm. Are we getting close, Robin? No. Um, well, closer, but we're not there. No. I would, I think 
like those golden slash sunset years. It's different for everybody. It is different. I don't know. I think like late 70s. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And God bless those people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are a few inserts that um, we'll put on the Facebook page. The first one is Reasons to Read Psalms. Yes. And that's a that's a really good one. So I'll take a picture of that and put it on there. And then moving to Psalm 91, the theme, God's protection in the midst of danger. God doesn't promise a world free from danger, but he does promise his help whenever we face danger. And I thought we could just read Psalm 91. Would you mind? Sure. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Don't be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, then ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon the lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust me, trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, The one note I had from there says, One of the functions of angels is to watch over believers. There are examples of guardian angels in scripture, but there is no indication that one angel is assigned to each believer. Yeah. Angels can also be God's messengers. Angels are not visible except on social, not social, special occasions. Satan quoted Psalm 91, 11, and 12 when he tempted Jesus. It is comforting to know that God watches over us even in times of great stress and fear. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. That's a good psalm. They all are. They really are. And you can read it, and then the next time you read it, it touches you. It depends where you are in life. It's true. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Psalm 92, the theme, be thankful and faithful every day. This this psalm was used in temple services on the Sabbath. Yeah. Anything for there? I just had palm trees are known for their long life. To flourish like palm trees means to stand tall and live long. The cedars of Lebanon grew to 120 feet in height and up to 30 feet in circumference. Thus they were solid, strong, and immovable. The writer saw believers as upright, strong, and unmoved by the winds of circumstances. Those who place their faith firmly in God have his strength and vitality. I don't know why this made me think of this when I read it, but my father at our church, without even saying anything, 
he would take care of the trees and um, like do all of the air filters. Like it was just a, a, it was, what do you call them? A water cooler? What do they call it? Oh, like swamp. a swamp. Yeah, swamp cooler. You know, we didn't have no, and I'm sure he had it set up. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. However, as a child being there watching him do that, that was a lesson for me. Yeah. So don't ever think your children aren't watching or listening. You know, you don't realize that. For you, you probably can think of many things. And for me, too. And it's like, good or bad. So don't ever think they're not watching. Oh, no. The kids watch. They watch and they hear and they get sassy mouth. They do. They do. But they they will observe and they will remember things, good or bad. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Just like we did. Yeah. It's just something kids do. Yeah. And... There, there will be bad times in our lives. There's been bad times in my life and your life. And yet, if our children see the end result being good, you can teach them, look, there's some things that happen. Mm-hmm. But God will make it for the good. Yes. Because, and because it is, okay, how do you respond to what's going on? When you're in it. Yes, when you're in it. How do you respond? Psalm 93. Oh, wait, before we go there, there was just part of a note that I wanted to read. Okay. When Thanksgiving becomes an integral part of your life, you will find that your attitude toward life will change. You will become more positive, gracious, loving, and humble. Wow. Okay, so Psalm 93. The theme, God's unchanging and almighty nature. His creation reminds us of his great power. I didn't have anything for there. What do you have for me? I have 93.5, which says, Your royal laws cannot be changed. Your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. And the note was, The atmosphere of God's eternal reign is holiness. Holiness will be the oxygen of heaven. Meanwhile, God's perfect moral character highlights his glory and can be seen everywhere. God will never do anything that is not morally perfect. This reassures us that we can trust him, yet it places us, it places a demand on us. Our desire to be holy, which means dedicated to God and morally clean, is our only suitable response. We must never use unholy means to reach a holy goal, because God says you must be holy, because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Holiness is the oxygen in heaven? It will be the oxygen of heaven. Wow. And what hit me was when it said, we must never use unholy means to reach a holy goal because God says, you must be holy because I am. And I think as me, you know, you get around, like you want to glorify him every day. And then yet you have people that sometimes you sin because they are a certain way and you start to maybe talk like them or do something. That's the total wrong thing to do. And you feel it. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I can't be in this situation because I am sinning because I'm in this situation. I'm not strong enough to do it by myself and not do it. Then I need to get out of it. Yeah, you need to take yourself out of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a... I can feel I've done I've done that I've been there 
You know, I admit it. Do you get mad at yourself? Like, I'll get mad at myself. I'm yeah. like, darn it, I know better. Or I get ashamed. Mm. I get ashamed and I get this in my mind like, but I need to do this, but I that, but I'm this isn't. And I have done things. I've walked away from things, jobs and everything, because your soul starts to... Is that the Holy Spirit? I think so, yes. I do. I yeah. I know so, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then we have another insert in our Bible. I'll put this one on Facebook. Justice in the Book of Psalms. I thought that was another good one. Yeah. So that'll go up there. Moving on to Psalm 94. God will keep his people from the severe punishment awaiting the wicked. Since God is holy and just, we can be certain that the wicked will not prevail. That's 94. Yes. Did I say something no, else? No, you okay. did. I'm just... 94, yes. I had the note, um, at times God must discipline us to help us. This is similar to a loving parent discouraging, disciplining his children. The discipline is not enjoyable to the children, but it is essential to teach them right from wrong. The Bible says no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. When you feel God's hand of correction, accept it as proof of his love. Realize that God is urging you to follow his paths instead of stubbornly going your own way. The I actually I had a couple verses. Okay. And this is another one probably a lot of people have heard. Twenty two and twenty three. But the Lord is my fortress. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. God will turn the sins of evil people back on them. He will destroy them for their sins. The Lord our God will destroy them. But yeah, the Lord will discipline. Yeah, he does. Not because he hates you no. or, or anything. Uh -uh. He he just he wants to brings you he wants to bring you closer to him yeah absolutely psalm 95 the theme is an invitation to worship god i don't have anything on that one i just had a note when people become so stubbornly set in their ways that their hearts are hardened they find it impossible to turn to god this does not happen all at once it is the result of a series of choices to disregard God's will. If you resist God long enough, God may toss you aside like hardened bread, useless and worthless. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, he gives you so many chances, doesn't he? And then that's that? I think so, don't you? Yeah. Psalm 96, the theme, how to praise God. We can sing about him, tell others about him, worship him, give him glory, bring offerings to him, and live holy lives. I have this, this, the psalm writer sings out his praises to God, overwhelmed by all that God has done. As we reflect on God's majesty and his goodness to us, we cannot help telling others about him. Witnessing comes naturally when our hearts are full of appreciation for what he has done. God has chosen to use us to publish his glory, glorious deeds among the nations. Praise for our God overflows from his creation and should overflow from our lips. How well are you doing telling others about God's greatness? Psalm 97, the theme is God our awesome conqueror is righteous and just. And um, if you don't mind, I'm going to read Psalm 97. Yes. 
The Lord is king, let the earth rejoice, let the farthest coastlands be glad. Dark clouds surround him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. His lightning flashes out across the world, the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, every nation sees his glory. Those who worship idols are disgraced, all who brag about their worthless gods, for every god must bow to him. Jerusalem is heard and rejoiced, and all the towns of Judah are glad because of your justice, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are supreme over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the lives of his godly people and rescues them from the power of the wicked. Light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right. May all who are godly rejoice in the Lord and praise his holy name. So good. Yes. I just had a little part of a note. It says, if you admire people who only look out for themselves, or if you envy those who get ahead using any means to accomplish their ends, then your primary desire in life is not to please God. Learn to love God's ways and hate evil in every form, not only the obvious sins, but also the socially acceptable ones. Yes. Amen. There's a lot of those. Oh, isn't there? I had a note. The dark clouds that surround God symbolize his unapproachable holiness and the inability of people to find him on their own. If he were uncovered, no one could stand before his blazing holiness and glory. Can you imagine? Mm -mm. Like you think about that verse in um, when we studied the holiness of God, how the angels even had to cover their eyes. Yes. yes, The angels that worship him every day, their job, holy, holy, holy. They had to cover their eyes. Yeah. I remember Moses. Yeah, he's, he he came down and he he was glowing, wasn't he? Yeah, and he had tucked God had tucked him in a little crevice. Yeah. So even just barely seeing, he goes, "You can look when I go by." Mm-hmm. Just that. Praise our Lord. Yeah. Psalm ninety-eight, a psalm. Oh, the the theme is a song of joy and victory because God is victorious over evil. All those who follow Him will be victorious with Him when he judges the earth i have jesus fulfilled this anticipation when he came to save all the people from their sins and he will come again to judge the world god is both perfectly loving and perfectly just he is merciful when he punishes and he overlooks no sin when he loves praise him for his promise to save you and to return again you know, I think that we don't, a lot of people, including myself before, not anymore, but you can't imagine Christ, Jesus Christ, as a real human being. Mm-mm. But if I said to you, Robin, I'm going to go take Karsten and sacrifice him for all that you've done and all that someone was that, that was so mean to you, I'm going to sacrifice him. You'd be like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> So you can be living eternal life with God. Mm-hmm. That makes it such a reality. Yes. But why? Why? It's because it's hard to imagine. Yeah. You know? And you put it in those terms, it's like, oh my gosh, what? I know. 
it's hard to if you keep yourself even focused on the cross and that you could be brought to tears every day but it's yeah. a good reminder to keep you where you should be um yes absolutely that note we were reading yesterday the one where it said you know Jesus did not have an easy life why would you have an easy yes. life something that I was like hey yeah yeah why should we have this and we got it pretty good yeah I, I that was just something that that hit I was like yeah it's it's crazy why why should we just kind of coast through life I know we wouldn't be good for it no anything else for 99 no 100 the theme is an invitation to enter joyfully into God's presence his faithfulness extends to our generation and beyond yes I have one I have verse 3 David tells us to acknowledge that the Lord is God how can we do that we acknowledge him when we shout out his praises appreciate his status as our creator accept his authority in every detail of life enthusiastically agree with the guidance he gives us and express our thanks for his unfailing love that's an all-in-one it really is yeah you have any i don't would, okay would that that's what you that's had that's what i had wonderful okay and now um the last insert that we're going to put on facebook uh, this one's titled how god is described in psalms really we could focus just on that i for know a month yeah all yeah. the ways that god is described exactly so look for that on facebook psalm 102 the theme the cure for distress because God is living, eternal, and unchanging, we can trust him to help his people in this generation just as he helped his people in past generations. That's 102, correct? Correct, yes. I just had um, 102, 16 through 22. Christ's future reign on earth will encompass two events men mentioned in these verses. Jerusalem will be restored and the entire entire world will worship god i had a note from 102 regarding verses 3 and 4 the writer felt so bad that he lost his appetite when we face sickness and despair our days pass blindly and we don't care about even our basic needs in these times god alone is our comfort and strength even when we are too weak to fight we can lean on him it is often when we recognize our weaknesses that God's greatest strength becomes available. Gosh. And then finally, Psalm 104, the theme appreciating God through his creation. He not only creates, but maintains his creation. The Lord's care is the source of our joy. I had Psalm 104.1. Um, it just, this Psalm is a poetic summary of God's creation of the world as found in the first chapters of Genesis. What God created each day is mentioned as a reason to praise God. One day light, day two the heavens and the waters, three land and vegetation, four the sun, moon, stars, five fish and birds, and day six animals and people and food to sustain them. Psalm 104 in these different 104, 21, 24, 27, 30, and Genesis 1, 24 through 31. God's act of creation deserves the praise of all people. That's what we had. Did oh. you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? No. No? How about you? No, I don't think so. 
That's it. All right. Well, let's give out some information. Right. The email is basicbiblestudy19 at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy. And that's where you will find um, a lot of things, but um, all of the uh, pictures of the inserts from the Bible I put on there. And then also what we are currently reading and then the upcoming readings are on there. And then the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com and that's where, you'll, where you will find the links to uh, various podcasts. Well, this ought to be interesting because half of this didn't print. Oh. Okay, so next time we're going to stay in Psalms. Okay. Psalm 105 through 107, 111 through 121, 123 and 125, 128 through 30, Okay, so Psalm 132, 34, 35, okay, 36, uh-huh, 146 through 150. I think that's where we ended it. Okay. I know that was confusing. I'm sorry, but a printer just decided, nah, we'll stop there. All right. Uh, but that will all be on the Facebook page. Okay. If you, if anyone would like to read in, in advance. There you go. Friend, it's so nice to have you back. You, it's so blessed to be back. Thank you very much. Yes, and may everyone be blessed. Yes.